0: Uncuffed. About to hit you guys with another episode, and I tell you what, we are on a roll everybody. I've had some guests coming in here, man, with with some fantastic stuff to say, fantastic stories, fantastic personalities, just fantastic backgrounds and stuff like that. Fantastic advice. And you know what? It's so critical in this type of world that we have going on right now where every time you turn around and you turn on the news or you Google search, there's another shooting, there's another car that all of a sudden veered off to the right and killed a bunch of pedestrians and stuff like that. It's just a sad sad world and and, you know, uh, my heart is as big as, as the people I like to surround myself around with. And um, if I do, if, if I can keep bringing guests on board who can keep spreading nice uh, messages and love throughout the world, maybe we can just start like one percentage at a time and keep growing and growing from there. So I got a really, really good buddy of mine, Mr. Brian Azevedo, on board with us today. And I have to tell you what, I met this guy and I've known this guy on so many different levels. He's a San Leandro native. That's where I first met him well, as a police officer. I got a chance to see him in so many different levels. He's a community service guru. He's all about the community, and he's actually vice mayor of San Leandro right now. And he's taking a moment to bless us with his presence. Brian, can you grace us with your, your introduction, and we'll roll right into our show, brother? Hello, everyone. Brian Azevedo here. Thank you so much,
1: Kenny, for having me. Um, we've known each other for a while. I enjoyed all our ride-alongs, and oh, yeah, I'm happy to be here.
0: Hey uh picture like a, a alligator teaming up with a pheasant and then they team up and they're like hey let's let's go on a quest to <laughs> make the world a better place and then they start down the road and stuff and you know that's that's me and Brian man we couldn't be more different personality wise and stuff like that i mean uh, now we had the same type of bubbly personality but our backgrounds are different he's a, a blue collar worker you know i was a football player you know uh, he's a community activist so I was a police officer at the time, you know, but every single time we met up with each other, we were talking about how do we combine our different sides, man, and make it work. And I was I was blown away by some of the different ideas that Brian had in place, even when we would uh, do a ride-along with me. You know, to, let's tell our listeners, man, where you came from, man. Where'd you come from? How, where'd you grow up? You grew up in San Leandro? When
1: I was younger, I lived in Hayward, and then I, I was in San Leandro, too. My grandparents lived over here, so I was always over here during the summers and oh yeah i really enjoy san leandro but i want to mention one thing I, I remember when we met how our roads collided and when we met we were at the post office we were out stamp out hunger we were with Davis street community center volunteering and we were unloading mail trucks that's to help right. the community that's, that's it. right oh, that's-, that's right <laughs> <laughs> so our roads collided when we met helping the community because that's what it's all about helping the community yeah so i've been in san leandro for a long time now i ended up buying my my grandparents' house. It was a typical Portuguese house. It was all green with red sidewalks. So if you ever go around San Leandro and you see red sidewalk, a lot of Portuguese used to paint their sidewalks red back in the day. <laughs> um, Is there any symbolism behind that or just a commie? Calming... You know, those were their colors, you know, the, their flags, green and red, you know, the
0: Christmas colors. Was, they, they love those colors. <laughs> that makes sense. That makes perfect sense. You also have. You can also know Brian's house because they have uh, like this little miniature-sized house with with books in there, and it, with with a sign that says, "Take everyone you need. Uh, just bring back, and um, you know, provide others other books if you have ones for sparing." and You would see a lot of people a lot of kids especially walk by and grab a book and i to me that was like the way to do it man that's the way to do it yeah yeah i saw i got that idea when i
1: was in tennessee i saw somebody with a little little free library and they had a little thing and they had food in it and they had books so i thought about that and my dad helped me build that little free library so we have it up there on the bottom shelf we have kids books on the top shelf we have adult books and yeah it works out they, it really helps the community.
0: So you do. You, so you, when you drive around San Leandro now, has uh, the city changed much to you? Yes, the city has changed, and
1: yes, we need to bring our city back up. Yeah, we have we have some issues in San Leandro with crime, homelessness, garbage. So yes, we have some issues in San Leandro. So we're trying to bring our city back up.
0: Wow. Okay. So uh, you know where does it start? Because when I drive through uh, San Leandro, I see a lot of uh, progression. You know, they're tearing down old uh, businesses like the the big longs it was CVS I guess at the time the drugstore over there across the street from um, almost the police department and I think they're gonna be building a like another shopping plaza with a cat yeah yeah.
1: well we do have great plans it's just right now we're in a transitional stage but yeah we're we're the old um, Longs was that's gonna be um, Sprouts, and we're gonna have housing on top of that Wow, really? Yeah. And Bayfair, we're doing Bayfair? Bayfair got sold, so we're gonna be um, having housing, and we're gonna also have stores on the bottom. And I'm talking to the different communities. We were looking into also a multicultural place, maybe on a couple floors, have little Asia, a couple floors little half, little Africa, a little couple floors little Europe. And someone says, "Well, what about little Australia?" Yeah, we'll have to include a little <laughs> Australia. <too. laughs> I don't know how many Australians there are in San Leandro, but we <laughs> Good eye, make- mate. Okay. Yeah, but we got to make sure everybody feels. Welcome, you know we're 37% Asian, 29% Latino, 19% white and 11% African American. So we're a very diverse city. So we got out places where everybody feels welcome here.
0: So What about what the, the, the 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 mixed kids? Where do we fit in there? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure your percentage is offhand, but. <laughs> okay. And <Hey>, you <laughs> know, I, when, I heard, when I was out in San Leandro, I heard that you guys were planning some type of, uh, it's like a village type project out there for uh, the mall, uh, Bayfair Mall. And hearing it, like how you just broke it down. It almost made it sound like that was that. Were you part of the the birth of that idea? Were you in the the planning meetings to to put all that together? Well,
1: um, we're 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 still having meetings. There's a lot of ideas going out there, but that's one idea for me. Yes. Yeah, we want to. Well, another council member also said, and I agree with them. Council member Simon says, we got need to include either a skating ring or a bowling alley, something for families, and I agree with that because we're losing a lot of those in our community too. So. We're, we want something there for
0: families also you know and i have, i kind of take a little bit of uh responsibility for it i try brian i try when i when i was a police officer i specifically signed up to take the shift to bayfair mall just so i could be down there and help because you can see that bad element coming and it was just a almost like a, a indicator of doom is coming to this mall because these packs of like uh people who don't who aren't even san leandro citizens and they're not even there to buy or shop or anything like that i remember one time brian we got we we got a call of a, a fight in progress i get there and i see one guy he matched the description i try to stop him he takes off running but then he stops and he's trying to pull something out of his, his jacket i grab him before he could pull that out then he takes off with the jacket and now we're running through the mall we end up catching him he was trying to pull out a gun you know, that was a that was a kind of like a scary situation we found ourselves in. When it was like the minutes prior to that, it was nice atmosphere, and all of a sudden that happened. I, I remember when there was those riots at Bayfair. I went there the day after,
1: and you were there. I, I met with you there. I don't know if you remember, and we saw the aftermath of it. Hardworking,
0: huh? Yeah, it was just heartbreaking. Yeah. So, so is this something you said as you're driving around, um, and you're seeing all this stuff that you said I got to do something about this? So you, so you had nothing to do with politics prior to that, right? You said no, I'm not. No, 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 I didn't think prior to doing with politics. Well, also my union, I used to
1: volunteer a lot, and I found the importance of volunteering and being part of a community, you know, making sure everyone's welcome. And they, they gave me the idea of, you know, m- maybe you want to get in some leadership role. And I, and I was um, appointed a Rec and Park commissioner. So I started out as a Rec and Park commissioner uh, of our 13 beautiful parks, going around and checking, see what was wrong with the parks and reporting back. Oh yeah. I love our beautiful parks in San Leandro <laughs> Wow. The marina, right? The marina. We got Halcyon. We have Toyon Park. We have... We have a, the Tony Santos Park now. They renamed it. We have a we have a lot of parks. Where's the Tony
0: Santos Park now? I've been it's, a while. Off,
1: it's off of Davis Street, and um, before you get to the freeway, it's 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 down in that little
0: oh got it got it got it okay nice well that's fantastic man yeah and homage yeah. to people who pioneered the the progression of our city i see it yeah well i my have my family
1: has a long history in saliendo especially bayfair mall too when my grandfather was a kid his first job was where Fair Mall was it was a racetrack he used to collect bottles as a kid and oh, wow. that was
0: Oh, yeah so i'm dedicated to selling <laughs> <laughs> i we were talking earlier it sounds like you have uh some some uh good plans for the marina too yeah, yeah. We're
1: into the marina right now we're gonna have some development there we're getting condos and apartments we're gonna get an extra thousand couple thousand people down there and altoritos is going away it's becoming a hotel what? but i'm finding yes it's gonna be a hotel there so but i'm finding to get the marina going we have four federal channels in the marina and we're not receiving no money so i've been going to d Well, for National League of Cities, and I've been talking to our lobbyists about getting money for dredging. It's 2.2 miles that needs to get dredged, and it's $9.6 million. It might have gone up a little bit. So, but we're looking in ways to dredge it, and there's ways to keep it that way. And then I went to Staten Island, New York, and I talked to them about a ferry service over there. They have free ferry service, that water taxis, and we need that in San Leandro. We need a ferry service, we need water taxis, we need water Uber. We should be going back and forth to San Francisco all day, in my opinion. That water Uber, people could actually use their own boats, and you get the proper license— and take people back and forth to San Francisco. We want to get cars off the road, and then we're going to have two hotels at the marina. My thought is, who's going to stand it We should connect to the Oakland Airport, the San Francisco Airport, right there. You know, have shuttles go back and forth. Of course, they'll go to San Francisco during the day, but they'll come stay in our hotels at night. Another thing that worries me is we're going to have a couple thousand more people in the marina. There's only two ways in and out. We have marina, and we have fairway drive. So we don't want to look like Florida during a hurricane or something like in the movies where everybody's trying to escape. So we need to use the water, too, to be able to escape in case of emergency. So it's it's vital that we get that bay going and be able to use it. What
0: happened to my <laughs> non-political minded friend who was like, you know, we cast you as a, a SWAT operator for one of our film guys. Brian S. was a SWAT operator for our film iowa's finest and him and his uh team stormed the library the main library one day and scared the zebras out of the the people who didn't know that we were actually shooting (laughs) the film it was great you look great your team looked great um but i've just seen you in so many wearing so many different hats and i'm blown away now hearing this because this feels great knowing that that the good days are coming back to San Leandro. Um, but it's just it's weird. Like I said, I mean, me and you could be walking together one day and then I drop my drop something or I go to tie my shoe and I turn around. All of a sudden you're breakdancing with the kid in this middle of the street and stuff. I'm like, wait a minute, what just happened? Now you're <laughs> the vice mayor of San Leandro? Ha. Tell me about that route, man.
1: Yeah, it was a long route, you know. Um I ran for city council in two thousand sixteen. I came up short, a little short the first time, but I never gave up. I just kept on doing stuff for the community. And I've been doing community cleanups for over eight years now, and I can keep on continue doing that. And I ran for city council in 2020, and I won. I won by almost 3,000 votes, and it was nice, yeah. And and then I just ran for mayor this past year, and I came up a little bit short on third round votes, but that's okay. And now I'm vice mayor. Okay, so. nice, nice.
0: Um, so I got a chance to see uh, Brian that video clip because you're blowing up on the internet, man. Uh, first off, congratulations. You're you're making a statement. Your your name is getting out there, and you're you're staying planted. You know, I mean, you're not. Not wavering on anything with uh, your agenda for the betterment of the city. So when I was uh, Googling your name and stuff, just to kind of see how everything's going with you, Mr. Vice Mayor, I saw, I came across this video clip of where you and uh, uh, Pete Blue kind of got into it. And I know Pete Blue, because he was one of our captains at the police department. So it's kind of different for me to see him in a p- political role too. So it was, for me, I was just like, who do I go for on this, this back and forth exchange that it seemed like you two had? I didn't really like how he came at you and and, and then at the same time, I, I was impartial. But I mean, can you explain that? What what happened that day?
1: Well, we had a voice uh, vote on vice mayor, and Pete said that he couldn't support me. He wouldn't vote for me because it's an election year, and he wouldn't support someone to be vice mayor on election year. So I ended up telling him that he was being like a hypocrite because he was vice mayor when he was running on an election year. So yeah. I I thought that was fair, and it, and I learned the hard way, you know, even though. If, If you might think some of your colleagues are hypocrites or phonies, you know, even though you think that you're not supposed to say it during the meeting and I learned the hard
0: way. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, but for a lot of people out there, it's appreciated when people don't sell their soul fully to the political game where they're going to say something that they don't really believe in. And, um, and then behind closed doors, you, did you see that freaking hypocrite? What he said to me? I mean, if you're going to say it, feel comfortable about saying, it. I'm not saying you, I just, I'm just, that's how it should be. So do you get any fallout of that or something? I got a little, some
1: fallout, but no, I agree with you. You know,
0: I got, elected to be
1: myself, not to be a phony or a hypocrite. I got elected to listen to the people, you know. Like, I tell people, I'm independent. I don't want to hear about Trump or Biden. I want to hear how you can help the community. Parties do nothing but divide us, and I'm all about trying to bring people together, bring people up, and help the community. That That's what it's all about,
0: you know. I, I And I love it, brother, and I, and I think you're doing a fantastic job. You know, I was also there, you know, as a police officer. I saw what you did for, um, you know, the betterment of the police department as well. You know, I mean, the police, any police department where you whatever city is not going to be easy to work with there's just too many different personalities you have you have a chief you have a a assistant chief or vice chief whatever they call them nowadays and stuff you have captains all these all these people are trying to do everything they can to bigger their name um so they're come up with all these different programs and all that stuff and you know it's just they have to start playing the political game too and and there's just there's no consistency in my opinion uh for the most part for Police departments, especially nowadays. You I mean you're trying to appease the community, but you can't do that. Uh, so it's not an easy task, and it sounds like you get kind of caught in the middle. Even then, with trying to relay your message, like, "Hey, guys, I'm here to support you," but at the same time, I can't support police brutality if that's what you guys are doing, right? Well, well, as a council
1: member, as vice mayor, you know, I always look at it mutually when the police do good we praise them when i feel like they do bad then that's our chance to give them hell you know and do take the steps that we need to yeah you know that's that, that's what it's all about but i overall the san leandro pd they're doing a great job they're fabulous i love the slpd they're doing they're doing good i, I have a lot of buddies there and and they're doing great work jeremy rocha just saved somebody's life um, i mean they're they're always doing the better man in the city. the problem is they don't have enough numbers we're 27 police officers short and that's the problem and we have a good chief uh, i i support the police chief and I think he's doing a great job.
0: We uh, the city, like I said, I've been out for a while. The police department's down twenty-seven officers.
1: Yes, they're down twenty-seven officers right now. Wow.
0: And,
1: and yeah, and it hurts the community when they need calls and they have to report something online when they feel like they want a police officer at their house. I mean, it's tough. But when they don't have the numbers, it, it's hard for them to go there to every. Extent. You know, they they have to go. What's more of a priority? You know, if someone's getting killed, or it's kind of like a catalytic converter, or someone's car, or. You know, they they have to pick and choose what's more of a priority. Yeah.
0: Do you have any uh any like plans to to help kind of shore up the resources to the police department at all? As you know, as we move forward with this this year. Well, I
1: put a plan forward last year and it passed. Um huh. We were looking into it, getting in. We're looking into getting two bait cars. So when they steal these catalytic converters, we can trace it back to the stockpile or the business that are selling them. And if they're selling them here in San Leandro, then we're going to catch them. But we're still looking into all that. And then I put forward to get safety ambassadors in downtown San Leandro and that so now we have downtown safety ambassadors that walk people to their cars or help people if they need help with anything you know or call the police or just just help folks out make them know that someone's there for them you know to make them feel safe. Oh, and then the other part was to compliment the police to get six or 12 people to drive around the streets. And if they see something, they report it. They don't carry weapons. And they just compliment the police until we get our numbers back. Because okay. it's... Yeah. Well, let
0: me ask you a question. So I about four or five years ago, I did a call and this is kind of like plays off of what you just said, the six or six or 12, you know, I mean, civilian driving around, they're helping keep their eyes on crime. If they see something, they're going to, you know, kind of sit back and stuff and then the
1: same safe- yeah, intervene or nothing. They don't, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. They sit back in a safe position and then the, they don't intervene, but they call the police department. Well, this particular time I go to a domestic violence call. Uh, I, I see the 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 descriptions are of uh, white female black hair um, and then I can't remember, the, the maybe a white male with long black hair. They're fighting in the middle of the street with each other in front, in front of Costco, right? Now, Co- if you know that area, is super busy, super oh. packed. It's just so many different roads, in and out, inter- intersections, stuff like that. It's very congested. So once I'm spotting, I spot the girl and I see her walking away and I stop her to make sure she's, you know, I mean, she could be the suspect. I don't see the guy, but I know she's the, the other half. So I stop her and I'm talking to her she's just like yeah no i'm fine and then she starts to walk away i'm just like hey i need to talk to you for a minute you can't just walk away i I, you know she could be the suspect and she doesn't want to listen to me and i kind of had to keep stepping in front of her she actually had a baby she was holding a baby at one point and then she was trying to walk away i'm just like just hold on right quick i have a partner coming he'll try to find the other half once we make sure everybody's safe and okay I mean, the other half, the male half, could be lying in the parking lot at Costco with a with a knife wound in them. And, and here I am with the suspect. So I can't just let her go, you know. And so I'm trying to do everything I can to talk her uh, and to just remain in common, just hang out for a minute. All of a sudden, this lady comes and pulls right out next to us, gets out, walks right up there, gets right in my face, and just starts staring at me. And I'm just like... And I and I, you know, once it was I knew it was kind of okay, I turned around, I looked at her and just like, uh, yeah, are are you her are you her friend? Are you her mom or something? She's like, No. I'm like, oh, are you the person who called to, you know, who report the crime? She's like, no. I'm like, are you with social services? Like with the baby or something like that? She's like, no. I'm like, what the hell are you doing here? She's like, well, I'm just making sure you're doing your job right. I was like, girl, if you don't get out of my face, (laughs) I'm handling the call right now. And you're, like, interfering with my freaking, you know, my job. Yeah. She, She had that look like, you can't talk to me like that. And I said, you get five seconds. And so... Brian, it went from me like, hey, yeah, okay, she's here to help. She's, you know, she's going to calm this lady down and all that stuff. And then she was really like there to watch over me as a police officer. I'm highly trained. I've been dealing with these case, these situations for years now. Here you have some lady doesn't know anything about what's going on, but feel like she has the right to get in the middle of a police officer as he's doing his legal duty. So that's going to be a problem, I think, you know, because citizens, you know, you have to find the right citizen who understands, hey, look, you know, I mean, the cops have a hard, hard job. Okay. So you just got to know where to jump on in and just kind of like, you're not a cop. If you want to be a cop, go through the training, learn the laws, and then help out, right?
1: Yeah, did it seem like um, she was trying to get you guys on something? Yeah, we, we have that sometimes in Salando. We had an incident by McDonald's where they just recorded the end, I guess, when the police officer arrested someone, they slammed them down and arrested them, but they didn't show the video before where there was the big dispute happened before, so... All the community saw was just the end part, or just the rest, only the resting part. But they didn't see what led up to it. So it's important that people know the full story of what's going on too. That. That's what's really important. That's the misconception, in my opinion.
0: That happened in San Leandro? Yeah,
1: San Leandro, McDonald's, about a couple of years ago. But we have a lot of different incidents. But the SLPD is doing a good job. I mean, See, we have a big problem with homelessness in our city. And we're working on that, too. We're looking into getting a navigation center. Because not all homeless people are the same. There's ones that are just down on the luck. There's ones with mental, drug issues, etc. Yeah. So we're getting up to this navigation center to help identify them. If they're just down on the luck, we'd love to help them get a place. If they have mentor or Drug issues, then we need to get them the medication or the counseling that they need. So we're working on that right now. And we're looking on the multi-pronged things. We're looking into tiny homes. But I also believe that they have to earn it, too. We can't just give them everything. You know, there has to be a balance between the community and the homeless you know we we can't just give them everything we got to respect our uh, business owners our property owners and everything too people are paying millions of dollars to live here so it's a a, of dollars. A, yeah yeah well million dollar homes here yeah so. yeah
0: hey so there was a. I was hearing that there's some city that's actually making it a violation if someone stops and they provide food or whatever to the homeless have you heard of anything like that well no i haven't heard about that yeah, is yeah. that something that you would uh, condone or you wouldn't? You wouldn't. No, have- well, I, I don't giving them food.
1: No, I, w- I would never stop people from giving them food. Give, maybe giving them money. I don't give them money no more because they spend it on alcohol or drugs. But. Food. Yeah, I, I'll give them food. Gotcha. And I don't mind people giving them food. The problem is a non-profit. Um, we, I live by the railroad tracks. So a lot of them will go on the railroad tracks. It's an abandoned railroad tracks by Union Pacific. And yeah. a nonprofit gave them stoves to cook. You know, <laughs> <Are> you <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like little stove things. or kind of like little barbecue stove things and some hot dogs. So the First, okay, they might have cooked that first, but after that, they were catching fires, drugs with them, you know, instead of. So we got to be careful what we give the homeless unhoused, too, you know?
0: So wow, we... that's one of those beautiful, heartwarming <laughs> stories that you know is going to have like an awful ending, right? Right there.
1: There's... There's where they no... could cook food so they could live, you know, and be nice, right? Everybody... See, the problem with the unhoused and the homeless is they're causing a lot of issues. You know, they're causing with garbage or waking up people at three o'clock in the morning, they're going in their backyards, they're fighting and causing fires. So it'd be different if they're out of sight, out of mind. They didn't bother anybody. Nobody would care. But the problem is they're causing a lot of issues in San So we need to work with them and try to get them what they need. But uh, but we got we got to find out too is people have the right to live wherever they want I don't know we're looking into that because one of my neighbors tried to get out of their driveway the other day and there was a tent there and he told me oh I had to call the police I couldn't get out of my own driveway there was a tent in my driveway he's like I should have just ran over I was like no no don't do that he's like I couldn't even get out of my own driveway they so do people have the right to live wherever they want on public and private property I don't think so We're, we're looking into that so the question is If we try to give people resources and they reject resources, what what's the consequences? You know, so uh, we're we're looking for that. So
0: that's a tough one, brother. That's a tough one. Yeah, it is. That's why it's all about balance.
1: We got to look out for everybody, the unhoused and the people that own houses. You know, and the business owners. Everybody. Sounds
0: like um. It's tough. Well, yeah. Well, obviously, and and anything political is going to be a a very, very uh, tough uh, challenge. But it sounds like uh, from taking on the city council seat, putting in for it, you finally got it. And now you put in from, you know, you ran for mayor, came short, but you're vice mayor, you know, which just as a heralding position.
1: Yeah, well, for mayor, yeah, I did get the most votes. But I like I told you earlier, I didn't. Get the most third round votes. I had the most first play, first round, second round, but on third round it got me. So, and they didn't count three thousand votes. And but, like I said, I'm doing whatever the betterment for the city is. I'm working with the mayor, and we work good together. You know, we gotta bring our city up. We're get, we have a lot of projects in the works, but we do have some issues. You know, the three major issues in San Leandro are crime, homelessness, unhoused, and garbage. Those, those are issues in San Leandro, because right now it's expensive to live in San Leandro. San Leandro, I don't know if you know, a lot of it's getting gentrified right now. You know, the old rates, people are paying $1,300, $1,500, 1800 a month. They're, some of them are getting kicked out or moving out, and then the new rate is 3000 4000 a month. So wow. I'm working with Central Legal right now to keep some people in their homes, because the rates are going way up. You know, I hate to say, but even my kids, once... They turn eighteen. A lot of them are moving out of state. You know, <laughs> my my son moved to South Carolina, bought a house for ninety five thousand, a huge house, and already paid it off. My team bought a house for one hundred ten thousand. And then my other daughter moved to Massachusetts, but it's a little more expensive over there, you know? Yeah. Not yeah. than here, but in the South, but yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, we got to make San Leandro affordable too. That's a big issue in San Leandro but because some of these houses are a million dollars each, you know, that's $10,000 a month just for mortgage. You know, I don't know too many jobs where they, you could just pay $10,000 a month just for mortgage, not even your other bills. But a lot of people are moving from San Francisco or from other places where, you know, they sold their house for more so they could afford a house over here, so. But the people that are starters, it's hard for them to be able to afford a house. so like our kids out of school or, you know, young people. It, it's really
0: hard. It's challenging in San Leandro, you know, so. i tell you what, though, um, if the the city officials are following leads like you're laying down, uh, I, I think everything's going to be uh, uh, just fine. I was going to ask you, a, I was going to put you on the spot and ask you a police question, stuff like that. But I, I decide I'm going to let you off the hook. No, wait a minute! I just changed my mind. I'm gonna ask you. No, you go ahead. Ask me. Okay. No. So, all right. You're a police officer, right? And um, you you see somebody. Actually, you give them a warning. You're working a night shift and stuff. And there's a stop sign that just in some some lights it's hard to see. So, but you're posted up there because you know that's that's where people a lot of people just you know knowingly run through the the light. So. You pull them over one day and then you give them a warning because they have a good excuse, you know, and, you know, I've never been one of those type of cops where it's just kind of like, oh, you broke the law. Now you're going to you're going to fill the fist that comes down on you. I was never like that, man. If, I always Are say, you, were,
1: you were one of those cops where you'd arrest your own mom. I'm
0: just <laughs> <laughs> I'm just it all depends if she if she prevented me from from uh you know she punished me that day like if ever, if she mom called me Kendrick that day I knew <laughs> I was in trouble now later on that day if I saw her might yeah, she around. might get a ticket <laughs>
1: <laughs> Did you just stop at a stop sign long enough for something, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not that evil. But but no, just just some some hardworking uh, cat who just was coming home from work and it was late and just forgot to stop. You know, you give him a break. Then they come back and do the same thing the next day, right? Now you pull them over. It's the same violation, it's a clear violation. Now they won't stop, okay? So now you're they're, they're driving through the city and they're basically flipping you off and now you're putting out on the radio, I have a failure to yield, uh, the, the the car's driving at a uh, slow speeds down Manor or, or whatever, down towards Farnsworth and everybody who knows San Leandro know what I'm talking about, you know, but it won't, the, the car won't stop. Finally, it decides to stop and then now they won't get out of the car, okay? Tell me what you do at that point. Well, I don't know what
1: all the protocol is, to be honest with you, but I, I would think that the police officer would take him out of the car and check him to see if he's a DUI suspect, or see if he has anything on him and ask him why he didn't stop and find out what's going
0: on. He won't roll down the window door or unlock the doors, and he won't even really talk to you. You're trying to say, sir, uh, you know, come out of the car, and you just step out of the car. Forget you, F you. And you're trying to talk to the person calmly. Uh, neighbors start coming out from their houses and stuff like that. Now they got their phones out and they're watching you. And you're trying again, very in a very calm manner, to get this guy to uh, step out of the vehicle. Because pretty much now you know, you see empty beer cans on the seat and stuff like that, and you know he's probably probably is drunk, but he's not coming out of the car. Uh, what do you do?
1: You, you take him out of the car and arrest him because how? if he how yeah. I don't know what the protocol is but I would think you'd break the window and unlock the door or something I don't I'm not sure what you guys would do what, what's the protocol on that or well, cuz but... I don't
0: yeah. So, but you know that there's a bunch of people, citizens out here who are watching, who are expecting you to not break that door or window, and to keep that guy safe by the police stand on the outside and continuing to talk. Well,
1: now, well, are you sure the community would think that if I was in a neighborhood, if some seniors or whatever, they would think, okay, well, we got to get this guy. He's going to run over someone, or he's causing that, trouble. Yeah, um it's a tough, it's a tough one. <laughs> I like
0: it though. I like where you're. I like what you saying though because you you did it exactly the way that a police officer are trained they're they're trained to do if there's not a danger then you can kind of wait you can kind of you know coat off a little bit from breaking that window but the moment it starts to get like wait a minute he's revving up the engine and we don't know what this guy's about to do yeah you have to smash that window and get that dude out of that car yeah. And so it was appreci I very I'm very appreciative of you answering that that question like that, you know, and that to me just shows that that you have police officers back and you know, you have a certain expectation that, hey, look, uh just do the, the most reasonable amount of force to affect the arrest and anything outside of that, it's considered, you know, excessive force. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And yeah, we we need to do what's right for the community, you know. It's if someone's committing a crime, we need to prosecute. It's, that's what I always say. If someone's committing a crime, we need to prosecute. Them. But that's you know it, it for the crime that they're doing. So. I love it, brother.
0: Hey, um, as we wrap it up. Is there anything you want to uh, say to our, our viewers and stuff like that and listeners?
1: Yeah, okay, yeah. I just wanted to say that thank you for having me and I, I really appreciate our community and our SLPD. They, they do a lot and we're, we're headed in the right direction and I'm, I'm really excited for our future and I can't, I can't wait to see where we go from here. Once we get Bayfair fixed and the marina and we get all these other projects going on, the Sprouts and housing, Celando is going to be really nice. It is cool,
0: brother. Hey, thank you for your time. Is Ricky's, does it look the same at all?
1: No, Ricky's. Yeah, it looks, it's different. Yeah, it's different. It's that and the an E in it too. So it's not, a, it's Ricky's. You know? what i i heard i don't know how true it is but <laughs> someone told me that ricky's um wife tina sold all this stuff so they're actually going to open up a ricky's sports bar in las vegas with all the memorabilia but that's the rumor going around but i haven't confirmed it
0: okay it, but ricky's is going to stay in san leandro but it's going to be something completely different vibe or... yeah it's a little yeah it's a different well it's still a
1: sports bar but it's a little different vibe yeah but i mean it's still kind of cool and it's nice, and he has different um, parties. Like he has a cigar party outside once a week or something, and he has like different, um, different, different kinds of parties there.
0: Well, hey, um, uh, Brian, I'll leave you with this. When our Raider season starts here in about four or five months and stuff, I'd love to be able to hook back up with you and kind of do some of the things we used to do when we'd have these uh, Raider watch parties in the beautiful city of San Leandro and invite the community. Uh, we could do stuff like fundraisers and stuff to help uh, raise awareness for many different calls, uh, suicide awareness all these different things that we would like to do like we did back in the days I'm looking forward to uh, being able to branch back off to you because I do respect what you do, I do respect what you bring to the city of San Leandro and uh, I'm here for you however you need me to um, just keep spreading the word of community uh, togetherness is what's going to make this world right yes all right. Tell the family I said hi. Okay. Yeah, I will. Thank you. Take care, Brian Azevedo, Everybody, you can already tell I am quite fond of the guy, uh, mainly because of the fact of just he's uh, uh, he has a plan. He's following his calling, and I'm I'm the type of person who loves when people kind of they know what their mission is and they they see it through no matter what the odds or obstacles are in front of them. And you know that's just the type of person he is. You know, so it's, it reminds me of this. Uh, this cartoon i remember seeing back when i was a little kid and um it was of this lion who would have this like funny back and forth uh rivalry with this vulture who's telling them every day hey i'm gonna eat you and the lion's like no you're not and then um as they go back and forth they battle each other and stuff so they get older and the vulture's like oh, i'm gonna eat you and he's and then the, and the lion's like i i'm gonna make sure you don't so he runs up this hill and the vulture follows him and then he closes himself in this like this little cave and stuff and blocks it off and like every year or two whatever he'd pop his head out and there was the vulture just there's you know looking right at the door <laughs> waiting for <him. laughs> it's one of those things where it just makes me laugh but i really think brian is going to um is going to outlast all his uh, opposition, and then at some point he's going to get to where his goal is. And right now that appears to be the mayor's office. Um, so I wish him the best luck with everything. And like I said, I'm going to be there however I can assist because I I believe in what he's what he's going for. And we're going to leave it at that. K Shed episode 20 has wrapped, and but we'll see you really really soon. K Shed out.